Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. In this episode, we're going to talk even more about the August 1st update. I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts now that we've reviewed quite a few sites that were hit. Uh, we'll talk about some changes in Search Console and uh, a lot of really good tips. I'm, I'm going to try to move through these quickly because there's so many in this episode that we could probably talk for a few hours about uh, tips to improve your quality of your website and, and just general SEO tips as well. And probably my favorite part is to talk about the interesting thing where uh, John Cooper's site, Point Blank SEO, was bought by Brian Dean. And um, a lot of these pages were redirected to his site, Black Backlinko. And so we're going to talk about, you know, whether this was a good thing or not. So stay tuned for that. So let's talk first about the August 1st update. And I know you're probably sick of me talking about it. A lot of sites were not affected by this. Uh, but as I've said before, if you were affected, it seems to have had devastating effects or fantastic effects for um, the sites that were affected. In other words, you know, if, if it did hit you, it was it was big uh, for the most part. And so I'm not going to rehash everything that we've already talked about. You can listen to past episodes. I also have a really good article uh, that I wrote on all of my thoughts on this. Um, but what I wanted to add was a few interesting observations. So one thing, I've had a number of people that have told me that their traffic has gone down, but their conversions have either stayed the same or improved. And that seems kind of weird, right? I think what Google is doing is they're actually getting better able to recognize the intent of the search query. So let's say that I was searching for uh, buy green shoes. It's pretty clear that I want to buy something. And so Google may be more likely to show me uh, a website that is transactional, an e-commerce website, somewhere where I can buy these sites. But if I did a search for, say, green shoe fashion trends... I may not be so interested in buying online. Um, and so Google may be more likely to show me an informational site or at least a site. I mean, it's okay for the site to sell products, but a site where that's not the primary purpose of the page. And I found that interesting because there's a lot of information on the quality readers guidelines uh, that says how important it is to understand the purpose of a page. Now, again, I mean, we've talked about this before, but we don't know exactly how much of the info in the quality Reader's guidelines is used for uh, Google's algorithms. But given that they, they make it very clear, I mean, the this is a quote from the guidelines. It says, the purpose of a page is the reason or reasons why the page was created. Every page on the internet is created for a purpose or multiple purposes. Most pages are created to be helpful for users, thus having beneficial purpose. Some pages are created merely to make money with little or no effort to help users. Some pages are even created to cause harm to users. The first step in understanding a page is figuring out its purpose. And we're seeing this. I mean, we're seeing sites that used to rank for informational queries, but it's very clear that the main purpose of this page is to funnel people in to buy a product. And a lot of people are not who landed on that page were really not interested in buying the product. So... One of the things that I think we're going to start recommending 
is even more use of hub and spoke models. And so let's say that you're an e-commerce site and you sell green shoes. Um, you know, you may have a hub page for green shoes that could be your category page. You know, here's all the different types of green shoes that we offer. And, uh, you know, good information on, uh, here's a link to a buying guide we have. Here's the latest fashion trends with a link. And all of these guides and trends and articles, those are the spoke pages. And the point here is that you want to make it so that your spoke pages are not full of just massive calls to action um, so that somebody who's actually looking for information and maybe not so intent on buying at this point is going to want to land on one of these informational pages. And then, you know, it's you can use these pages to link internally back to your main page, and that should really help the rankings of the main hub page so that when that same person or somebody else actually wants to buy the green shoes, that your website is seen as a high-quality site for that. So I thought that that was some, uh, some interesting information there. Um... I do think, uh, I, I wrote in the newsletter that, uh, you know, the July 31st local update, we've been lumping this together with the August 1st organic update, and we still don't have great information on this July 31st update. Uh, we finished one of our reviews for a multinational chain that was hit uh, just uh, slightly by this update, which kind of goes against, you know, I said most of the sites that were hit on August 1st were hit in a large way. This site was hit by the local update. Um, and honestly, I, what we're seeing is that Google does seem to be preferring in a lot of markets, the small local players. And so how do you fix that? Uh, we have some theories. Um, one of them is to become one of the main players in a city. So in your city, if, uh, for example, you know, you're trying to rank for oil changes and everybody knows that Bob's Backyard Oil Changes is the place to go in your city, well, then you need to be doing, and let's say you're, you know, a multinational chain, um, you need to be doing press and, and PR in order to get seen in that city as the leader, as the place where people want to go for their oil changes. And this is where it's... It's becoming difficult because SEO, um, you know, is blending into PR and just general business practices. And I see a lot of sites where uh, we, we'll say to that, you know, maybe an SEO will ask us to do uh, a report. We often do white label reports where uh, as, an, uh, as an SEO consultant, you can have us take a, a you know, a, an unbiased look at the site. Um, and then we can give you ideas that you can use as a consultant to say, oh, yeah, we had this great idea that we should improve this, this and this. Um, and uh, you know, what we're finding is like a lot of these things are things that the SEO can't fix. If there's a general business practice that's not good, you know, that's hard for an SEO to fix. Um, and if you're not known as the authority in your space, there are things that SEOs can do. So they can do outreach uh, to authoritative sites to try to get mentions for their clients. But it's not as black and white as it used to be. And we used to be able to take any decent site and make it rank well with good SEO. And now if you're not a great business, if you're not known as the authority in your area, it's going to get harder and harder to uh, to rank. I do think that there are potentially some smaller algorithm updates that happened over the last couple of weeks. Barry Schwartz wrote an article saying that there was a lot of chatter in the forums on August 22nd of a possible update. So I went back over all of the sites that we have analytics access to, and I really didn't see a lot of significant change on that date. Um, so who knows what was happening there? It may be some type of an update that just affected uh, a very niche population of sites. 
Um, I do think there was possibly an update on August 27th, 2018. And uh, at the time I wrote the newsletter, it was August 29th. So two days passing is not a lot for me to see the patterns. Uh, so I'm going to report more back on that next week. Uh, but I have heard a number of people talking about rankings changing on this date. So hopefully I'll have more information on that for you next time. Um, search Console had a big change where they're removing anonymous search queries. And there's a lot of confusion about this. And hopefully I understand it well in my uh, explanation to you on this. So I actually think that this change came about because of a help forum post that I posted. I had a client who was showing um, in Search Console that they were getting uh, let me get this right. They were getting clicks for a very, very high money term. And uh, the search console showed that they were getting, uh, like they had maybe four clicks in the month, but that they had no impressions. So how is that possible? Uh, and then also they didn't rank anywhere for this term. So what I think is happening is that those four clicks were actually some type of personalized search. So it could be, you know, the site owner themselves that were doing a search. They saw personalized results and clicked on it. Or it could also be this new newish thing that Google's been putting in the SERPs where uh, if you do a search for something, um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. If I do a search for um, SEO companies in Ottawa that do local SEO, and it gives me results, but uh, they're not actually including the word local, and you'll see that little thing in the SERPs that says, only show me results that say local. And so if I click on that, that's going to give me a dramatically different SERP to look at. And I think that in the past, those were being shown in Search Console, and now they're not. So I thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I looked at probably about 50 different clients that we have Search Console access for, and there really wasn't a big change in the uh, stats on August 19th, which is when this change went into effect. Um, I did see... Uh, a couple of posts, most uh, notably by Dejan SEO, who showed a graph of massive decreases uh, in, uh, I believe it was clicks. Um, and I think he clarified that, you know, that was just a search for brand queries. I could be wrong here. Um, and so you have to wonder, you know, why was a site seeing a crazy number of uh, anonymized results and, and maybe, you know, I'm guessing here and I don't want to throw Dejan uh, under the bus here, but who knows, maybe there were automated queries that were, um, that were going out trying to, uh, check rankings. Um, you know, maybe it was, uh, the site owner checking their own site, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, I'm, I'm really not sure what's causing it. The point is though, that if you see drops on August 19th in search console, under clicks and impressions, then uh, it may be because of this change and not necessarily reflective of any particular problem. Um, Glenn Gabe noticed some more changes in video carousels. So we reported a little while ago that Google was showing more and more videos in the search results, and this was actually impacting the traffic of a number of sites because, uh, you know, if I search for something and there's a video right there in the search results, that gives me my answer, and I don't necessarily have to click through to your site. Well, Glenn is saying that a lot of these sites that he was tracking uh, no longer are in the video carousels, and um, I don't know if he's saying that the carousels were, uh, there are fewer of them, but he posted some shots uh, to show that uh, traffic really, really improved after that was gone. So uh, hopefully that's a trend that continues in that direction because we all want to get more traffic to our sites.
Um, there was some information uh, from a help hangout where somebody asked about uh, if we're disavowing links, if we need to look outside of Google Search Console. So we've been talking about this for years. I remember having this discussion uh, like as soon as the disavow tool was was released to the public years and years ago. Uh, and I've always maintained that, yes, you need to look at sources outside of Search Console. Depends on what the purpose of your link audit is, though. If you're doing a link audit just to see, you know, where are your good links coming from? Are there any obvious signs of patterns that you want to deal with? Then yes, Search Console is good. If you are doing a link audit because you think that you're being negatively affected by unnatural links, then you want to get everything that you can. And so right now what we do in our process is we look at uh, Search Console, the most recent, and also the sample links. We look at Majestic, Hrefs, and also Moz. Um, occasionally we'll also look at uh, the links from Bing Webmaster Tools. And I've even had sites where we've done custom things. Like for example, uh, we had one site that had... Um, all these links from microsites that they made. I mean, if their brand was greenwidgets.com, uh, they would make microsites like greenwidgets.wordpress.com, greenwidgets.weebly.com, um, uh, things like that, greenwidgets1.weebly.com. And this site had, you know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of links like this that weren't coming up in the standard link checkers. And so what we did was we actually used a tool called Scrapebox, um, which I always feel a little bit icky every time I use it because it's mostly used by black hats to do things like comment spam and, and just old style spamming techniques. But Scrapebox is really cool because you can scrape the web for um, patterns. And so we put in, I had a list of every single free host subdomain that I could find. There were thousands of them. And then we scraped the web to see, uh, you know, could we find instances of keywords on these uh, domains that linked to our client. Um, anyways, I'm getting into too much detail here. The point is that uh, if you're doing a link audit to try to escape either a manual action or if you feel like algorithmically you're being affected by links, then, um, uh, and, and I know what you're thinking, I know you're thinking, well, Penguin just ignores links, right? Um, unnatural links, so why would I even bother? And this is the discussion that I keep having, and I, I, I will eventually be writing an article. I'm actually going to be talking at PubCon Vegas in October on this, um, about, you know, how does Google know which links are unnatural, and could there be other algorithms uh, outside of Penguin that could demote sites? And I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. They may not demote sites, but they can, they can hurt your site by making Google trust your good links even less. Anyways, point is, if you feel like you've been affected by one of those, you want to go outside of Search Console links. Um, so that's my opinion. Uh, you know, I think John is basically what he was saying was, if you want to find the patterns, if you want to see like, oh, is somebody trying to do negative SEO against me or things like that, then Search Console is, is plenty. Uh, this is just a little thing, but to me it was life-changing. The new beta search console had this thing that didn't work well, that if you wanted to actually open up a link into uh, a browser, you had to copy and paste the link, the URL, um, into a new browser tab. So now if you hover over one of the URLs in Search Console, you'll see a little icon that shows you that you can open it up in uh, a, new uh, a new tab. And so that's, uh, that saves a little bit of time to do that. 
Um, we had talked before about the changes in being able to download links from Beta Search Console now, and uh, Glenn Gabe had pointed out that we're supposed to be able to download 100,000 links, and that's not there yet. John Mueller said that's coming soon, so stay tuned. And who knows, maybe once that happens, we won't need to use Ahrefs and Majestic and Moz um, for link checking. And when that happens, maybe I'll, I'll hopefully have time to do some studies uh, and see. Uh, you know, are we finding a lot of links that we would have dealt with that are not listed in Search Console? Uh, this is interesting that um, Search Console verification will now be automatic for those who have Google Analytics set up. Um, and so, I mean, we don't see it often that there are sites that have Google Analytics and don't have Search Console. But then I think our sample size is a little biased because people who come to us are keeping an eye on their SEO. Uh, and so I'm sure there are lots of businesses that have signed up for Search Console, don't really know what, uh, or signed up for analytics, don't really know what Search Console is. And so now Google's doing that automatically, which is, which is good. There's so much good information that you can uh, get from Search Console. Um, and, and I know people, there's this theory, mostly black hats, that you don't want to set up Search Console because you don't want to alert Google to any problems on your site. I really don't subscribe to that theory. I mean, if Google relied on you having Search Console in order to rank sites, that wouldn't make any sense. And so um, I don't think that when you file a disavow, you're you know yelling out to the Google engineers, hey, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've done some manipulative link building here. Honestly, I think it's, it's just a tool. It's there to help us. Um, maybe I'm naive and maybe Google is getting data from it, but really I think any data they'd get from it, they'd already have even if we didn't sign up. That's my opinion. Somebody asked John Mueller whether it's okay to redirect a large number of URLs to your homepage. And uh, John said that that's really bad practice. He said, because we lose all of the signals that are associated with the old content, if you're just saying, well, the homepage replaces all these lower level pages. So if you are doing massive amounts of redirects, it does take some time, but we recommend redirecting on a page by page basis. So you would find the appropriate page that a user would want to land on should they not land on the original page uh, and that um, it's certainly a lot easier to just write a line in HT access to um, redirect everything to the home page um, but most likely Google can see that and they're not going to count the links uh, in my opinion you know if all of a sudden we have this massive influx of redirected links pointing at the home page probably not a good idea um, Let's see, I found this interesting. Barry Schwartz pointed this out. There was a Reddit thread and it was entitled, Need Your Advice on a PBN. So a PBN, for those who are new, is a private blog network. Definitely something that's not recommended by Google. And the very first comment on the discussion is from John Mueller, says, sounds like an interesting plan. <laughs> Uh, definitely I don't recommend PBNs. There's discussion on them because for some people they can work well, uh, but they're really a ticking time bomb. I mean, if you're playing with uh, this, I, if, you're, if you have a site that you really don't care if it crashes, uh, you know, in a future update or uh, if it gets a manual action, you can just walk away from it, then sure, you can experiment.